positive heads out there thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the positive head podcast where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness which creates and animates all things now of course understanding this powerful truth is one thing Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker and on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. And you guys have heard me say that if I ever run ads on this show, it will only be with a company that I fully support because I believe their intention is to make a positive difference in the world. Well, I'm pleased to announce that day has arrived and that this episode of the Positive Head podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash Positive Head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash Positive Head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, as you guys know, if you've been listening for a while, although I totally believe it's possible, I'm someone who doesn't claim to have had a lot of experience with multidimensional beings or ETs, uh, but if you listen regular, regularly, uh, I do have, or you may have heard, my fairy story, which is about my only non-human experience that I believe, anyway, that I personally encountered, Um And my fairy story happened in 2013, and funny enough, it recently popped back up in dramatic fashion last month in mid-April. And I actually, if you guys want to go and listen, I share that story on episode 671. Uh, Originally, I shared it way back at the beginning of the of the podcast on episode two when I first launched the show. Um, Anyway, what's great about today's powwow is I find it quite synchronistic. I just looked back before we started that today's guest, Karen Kay, AKA the fairy lady actually reached out to me about one week before my reoccurrence of that story in mid April. And today she's here with me as my powwow guest. We're starting the show off with a synchronicity. Karen, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be talking with you, Brandon, and I can't wait to hear that fairy story of yours. You know, it's a bit of a it's a it's a bit lengthy and I've shared it on those episodes. So I I, I don't know if I'll go into it again. Let me think about that one because I don't want to like some people are like, oh, I've heard him tell it twice already, you know, because it's in two <laughs> other episodes. Um, but um, I have a feeling you have some really good stories for us as well. And before we dive into those, I, I would like to just start with my uh, very uh, predictable starting question. And that is uh, you're in an elevator. Uh, the, the guy next to you looks over, says, what's your passion? You have 10 stories to answer. What do you say? I have 10 stories. Oh, in stories as in uh, blocks. The elevator's going going up. up. Uh, Yeah, you can't take all day. I just need like your your Cliff Notes version. (laughs) What is my passion? Is that the question? Mm -hmm. Did I hear it? Yeah, okay. You heard it right. What is my passion? Okay, I will have to say fairies, life, love, compassion. Wonderful. Short, (laughs) sweet, to the point, but packed with goodness. All right. So speaking of stories, let's start with the the foundational story, your story. How does someone become the fairy lady? What has led to this this great (laughs) adventure that is your life? Okay. So um, I'll I'll kind of go, well, time is a bit 
funny in fairyland. It, it doesn't fully exist in the same way that it does in the human land. Ooh, so I like that. I'll say, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, the reason why I've I've accepted this label of the fairy lady is, and it was given through the innocent mouth of a child. Um, a couple of times, actually, when I was in a supermarket and this little girl was tugging her mum's jacket and she's like, look, mummy, it's the fairy lady. And I looked around mm. looking for a fairy lady and then I realised that she was pointing at me. Um, wow. And this happened a couple of times and I thought, OK, I'm, I'm going to take that. I quite like it. It's quite sweet. So yeah, that's why I've got is. the label now that I, I enjoy that. It's quite fun. Um, but my first journey with the fairies started when I was a young child and I used to spend a lot of time with my grandmother. My parents separated and um, I, I saw them both, but I didn't want to live with either of them. So I went to live with my grandmother because I felt that that was fairer. And mm -hmm. she loved flowers. Uh, she had a beautiful garden and she had lots of roses and she, she just loved her flowers. And I used to spend a lot of time in the garden with her. And then the petals would fall off the roses naturally. And I would gather them up and I would make what I believed was fairy perfume. In reality, mm. it's probably just fairy water or rose water, I think they call it. And mm -hmm. I would make this as an offering for the fairies. So oh, wow. I had a connection with them naturally, instinctively, intuitively with, you know, I didn't have my ego or my mind. They weren't fully developed then. So this was all very instinctive. And I used to just make this fairy perfume for the flower fairies as my way of honouring them. And I would leave it out. And that's how it all started. And then basically, um, throughout my life, they've just always been there. And it's really hard to Put it into words, even though this is what this is about, putting it into words. Um, for example, I got a tattoo of a fairy when I was quite young, about 15, on my shoulder, and I didn't really know what I was doing. I just knew that I wanted it there. So I've always had Tinkerbell on my shoulder. Hmm. I've always perceived fairies. Um, and by that, I mean, I would see them as uh, lights, usually I would perceive them as lights. So they would be very flashing in very vibrant, electrified colours like purples and pinks and greens and blues and yellows. And they'd be really vibrant. And they would, I just knew that that was fairies. Um, I have, well, I, I could go on and on and on, but that's basically how I came to where I am now through my connection with fairies and it's just developed and, and they communicate with me kind of telepathically. Sometimes I actually hear them and wow. occasionally I've seen them. Wow. And <laughs> so, so it started obviously very young where you're connecting with these, these energies, these entities, you know, what instantly comes to mind for me, I've been reading from a book called oneness and I, I love this book and I just will maybe once a week or every few weeks I'll pick a random chapter and I always refer to it as um a, sort of a guidebook for ascension right what happens as we all increase our vibration uh on this planet and those you know we're we're all sort of uh waking up there's this mass awakening happening and what's you know there's a shift uh, most people would agree especially in our community are really aware of it and um and so uh, you know, one of the things that the book talks about is as we ascend vibrationally, there's going to be new uh, plant life and minerals and animals. And we're like, how did we miss this stuff before? Like, yeah. it, it seems very odd. We're just finding this. And it's like, well, actually, it wasn't there before you weren't or it was there, but you weren't perceiving it because, you know, we live in this multidimensional reality where there's all these layers of existence. And as you, you know, raise your vibration, you're shifting into new, you you know, new versions of earth that are slightly different, have some slightly different things. And, you know, so I instantly think of that when I think of, um, you know, entities like fairies or Sasquatch or any of that. It's like, uh, you know, I, I personally believe these are, are real energies that are just right off of the 
quote unquote norm of what most people have been living on and perceiving on. And now as things are really, you know, on the move, if you will, uh, vibrationally and a lot of shift is happening, people are starting to have experiences that maybe they yeah. like myself, you know, with my, you know, and I won't tell the whole story because it's about 10 minutes or so to tell it fully. But, you know, I was in the woods camping and uh, I just had a very, very powerful night. And once again, if any of you guys want to hear it in detail, go to episode 671 or episode two uh, of the podcast and you can hear the real detailed story because there's much more to it, a a magic jacket and all kinds of cool stuff. But um, this, um, (laughs) this in in glowing crystals, I like all kinds of stuff. But the fairy piece of it is I was about to go to bed after this epic night and um, I'm I'm laying down and, and all of a sudden I see something like flying by over my head and at first i'm like was that a bird it was like sunrise just or not even sunrise the light was just starting to peek through the trees and i was sleeping outside in the forest and um and I'm, and after this very magical powerful night and uh, about to lay down lay down outside and i'm like what is flying over my head you know and i started communicating with them telepathically i felt like and they would increase in speed and then uh, and then something came up from earlier in the night that was disempowering and as soon as i had a thought of that it's i I heard very distinctly in my head and i don't claim to have heard much ever like i don't you know as i said at the top of the show but i heard very distinctly you're not ready to see more yet and then they stopped Mm -hmm. cold turkey i did Mm -hmm. not see i'd seen like probably 50 fly by before that and it not another single one after i heard that in my head and so that's sort of my cliff notes version of my own fairy story and um so you know it's just it's one of those things where i i you know i don't say definitively it was fairies but there was some there's some synchronicity to the story little did i know i was sleeping on top of a little fairy uh, at that moment a little <laughs> toy like clip-on fairy thing that happened to be buried in the bedding underneath me that I found the next, you know, hours later and a lot of weirdness with that, with that story. But, um, so, you know, anyway, that's my long winded, uh, sort of perception and experience, uh, with my story and, uh, what I feel is happening. I feel there's, you know, people stepping forward like yourself who are really resonating with these energies and, you Mm -hmm. know, bringing them in a, in a playful, but serious way to the forefront and as we sort of shift our vibration anything is possible to to see and experience it is first of all wow like that story is amazing (laughs) and that's the very cliff notes version of the story (laughs) you hear the whole thing it's like really powerful i'm I'm going to listen six seven one and episode two i'm going to listen to them both because i want every part of the nitty gritty of that story because it sounds really amazing (laughs) and definitely a a fairy experience and when you said you know you was you realized you were sleeping on some kind of fairy toy or clip or something yeah yeah like a little Um, like one of those things you could like a what's the word for it like you know it's about a half an inch in size and and you would sew it onto a clothing or something like that a little badge or a patch or something like that yeah yeah little plastic fairy is what it basically was well they may have left it there for you yeah they yeah they have been known to leave little gifts but um the way that you said as well when this thought came in that wasn't in that high vibrational flow Mm -hmm. then it completely stopped and that makes so much sense as well because they do as you were saying earlier they do exist um and as do many other beings but obviously today we're we're focusing on fairies they exist on our earth, on our planet, in a parallel dimension. And Mm. when you vibrate at a certain vibration, then you are able to peek through that veil and vice versa. Um, They're very wary of humans. And I say that because humanity present company excluded because I'm sure that everybody listening is very compassionate towards nature and trees and the environment in general. Fairies are guardians of our planet and that's another way that I work with them very strongly because I'm a passionate environmentalist as well and Mm. um, it's all about protecting the planet and everything that grows on the planet. And it's also really interesting what you said about um, these new plants and things that are going to come into being or are in being, but we'll we'll just be able to perceive them more as we raise our own vibrations. That's really cool. Um, In fact, it reminded me when you said that, I, I often go out walking on my own in nature so that I can commune with fairies. 
and I had a really strong message. I was looking at um, everybody's gardens and how they're all different and some are really neatly lawn, you know, neat lawns and some are a mm-hmm. bit wild and some have weeds and some don't. And I thought, what is a weed? And then I immediately got the the message, there are no weeds yeah, because you know, people say weeds are, oh, get rid of the weeds, but weeds are just as valid, if not more so than the hybrid plants and the other plants, because from the inverted comma weeds, they're the healing medicine plants, you know, like, for example, I'm not sure exactly of, of the plant names where you are to where I am, but things like dandelions, the yellow flowers, mm, yeah. that, you know, you can eat the leaves, they've got this isn't, you know, never do this at home, folks. Always take medical advice, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you can <laughs> actually eat the leaves. You can sprinkle those beautiful petals on a fresh salad. You can eat them raw. There's so many things that people, some people deem as weeds. And the message came through, there are no weeds. Every plant is valid. Every plant is worthy. Every plant should be celebrated. Like some of the plants are very showy and they're very vibrant and your eye will go to the big bright pink flower and then there's a tiny little white flower growing and you know but everyone is valid and they said they're like people we're all different and we should all be celebrated and we can all live in harmony together like a field of wild flowers they all Mm. grow they're all different they're all in the same zone in the same vibe but expressing themselves in a creative way that is different from the other one, like a big pink flower, a big yellow flower, they're all different, same as people. And that was a really strong message that came through about celebrating the differences and that no plant is a weed. And I'm not sure how I ended up talking about that, but but that's what came through. So yeah, Yeah. it was really relevant. (laughs) I've heard that before. It's, you know, it's like a a difference between a weed and a flower is like a judgment, right? Yeah, yeah, um, totally. And so it's like so many things in our planet. We've we've uh, created these boxes that we put things in, and then sort of like stereotypes. And and what I feel like is happening on the planet right now, in mass on all levels, is all these stereotypes, types, all these boxes we've lived with for so long. We're all of a sudden yeah. realizing, hold on. Who built this box again? Uh, and exactly. who put this thing or this idea in this box? Hold on. Who was it? It was some guy in the 1800s who like had his shirt buttoned up way too tight. Like, let yeah, me get yeah, this yeah. straight. You know, it's like, I don't know. I'm not, I think I'm going to look at it from a different, through a different lens. And I Definitely. love how that's happening, you know, in yeah. mass. Um, so as someone who's, you know, in my case, I wasn't seeking to have a connection and I had, you know, an experience. You're someone who very actively, you know, is is uh, resonating with this energy and and calling in yeah. this energy. Um, how can, you know, someone listening who's like, OK, I you know, this is this is definitely an interesting uh, powwow that Brandon's having here. And uh, I, I, you know, I thought fairies were something that I just read about in my uh, children's books or whatever. Or I, yeah. you know, I think of that, I think of that beautiful uh, painting or, or picture from Midsummer Night's Dream um, yeah. where yeah. she's like bent over and all these yeah. fairies are around her. Like I thought that was the extent of fairies, you know, um, how does someone <laughs> who's now open to this idea as a possibility go about connecting? with fairies okay okay so first of all let's go back to the box let's get out of the box let's sit on the box let's squash the box and then let's just completely throw the box away we don't need a box anymore um the box is an ethereal concept it doesn't exist it only actually exists in our own minds and the confines of our minds and other people's minds and we've kind of taken that on board as you said so first of all you get rid of the box you get rid of any expectations, but you expect the unexpected when mm. you're connecting with fairies. Uh, everything, it, there are no rules. 
everything's inside out, upside down, back to front, betwixt and between. It really, hmm. they really do flow in between all the atoms. And um, is betwixt a very official fairy word? Because if not, it should be. <laughs> um, it, it is in my in my book. Um, Me too. Is, From this I, moment I, forward, I declare <laughs> it a fairy word. <laughs> yay! Well, yeah. I mean, I just kind of pick up on words and things that feel right and, and descriptive. It's like when I connect with fairies, I often describe the energy as like champagne, very fizzy. I don't drink champagne anymore, but that energy of champagne, which is bubbly and light and fizzy and heady and airy and just a nice sparkly vibe. And that, and that's mm-hmm. how I describe it. Interesting. Um, so, okay, let's go to... I, I don't want to, because some people might already have this connection. And sometimes a lot of people have the connection with fairies and they haven't labeled it as fairies or they're having the connection and they're kind of, because it's a very person, it's like a friendship. You're developing a friendship. So right. even though you can go on Google and you can find a million and one different ways to connect with fairies, a million things that you should definitely not do and a million things that you definitely should do. For me, I just throw all of that out and I say, when you want to connect with fairies, you have to be receptive to that. Also, I would say, if you work with a guide, whether it's an angel or whatever it is, if you do, then call that energy in as a guardian for your experience, because it's always good to do that when you're venturing into new territory. A bit like you're going to a club for the first time, you want to take a mate, you want to take a friend just to have your back. So it's the same kind of thing on a spiritual energetic level. Then I would say, if you can get yourself out into nature if it's possible. Uh, the best way would be to go and find a peaceful space in a woodland or a forest or wherever, a tree, and sit with your back against the tree and then go into a peaceful, receptive space. Uh, you can call that meditation. You don't have to call it meditation. It Just go into a receptive space and put the thought out either verbally or in your mind or in your heart, fairies, fairies, I'm here. I'm open to connecting with you. Something really simple like that. Um, and they will, if they're around, which invariably they will be, and they are, but they just keep quite a distance usually from humans. But they might be curious because they read, they kind of scan your energy. So they'll mm-hmm. come forward if they feel that you're vibrating on a, on an energy that is slightly different to other humans or more in resonance with them. And then just be really receptive because they can come to you if they want to in many different ways. So you might just feel them. You might feel that something's different. You might feel a tingling or something like this. You might see something. You might see something out the corner of your eye if they wanted to show themselves. Sometimes they'll manifest as animals. They they have a strong connection as guardians of the land. They have a very strong connection with animals and insects and birds, etc. So they could manifest to you as that, a butterfly or anything, it could just happen. So it's really important to just be really receptive and just see what comes. And you can ask them clearly and say, please give me a sign if if you're here, show me that you're here. And they may or they may not. It really depends on, because they have egos. Um, (laughs) They're they're close to the ground. They're close to the planet. So fairies, unlike angels that are said not to have egos, Fairies do have egos. So it is really like forming a friendship, a new friendship. And, Mm. you know, we meet people, we might say, I love everybody, but it doesn't mean you have to like everybody. Some people I don't like, you know, let's be real. You don't always vibrate on the same level. You have different likes, different dislikes and things like this. So it's the same for fairies. They, They will come to you if they feel first of all, that you are a compassionate person who loves the planet, 
Uh, I'm not a preachy person, but I would say if you're vegan, you've got more of a chance of them connecting with you because they yeah. love and protect animals. So they will feel that compassion within you. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, if you're a gardener, you've got more of a, a chance of them coming to you. So, it, but it's not, it's not a predictable, it's not an exact science. In fact, it's not a science at all. It is basically just making yourself available. And if you can't get outside for whatever reason, sometimes people, they just don't have access to nature. It's, it's a sad fact to me anyway, because I love nature and I'm in it as much as I can be. But some people, it, it's just not possible for them. So right. the way that you can, you can still connect with fairies without being in nature. You can do it from inside your apartment, the top of a high rise block, wherever you are. And they literally are only a thought away. If you have, um, a potted plant, you know, a plant in a pot, it can be any type of plant. There will be a guardian of that plant with it. Uh, all mm. plants, all living plants have this. So you can connect with the guardian of the plant that you have. I'm assuming that everyone's got a plant, potted plant, but if you haven't, then that's fine too. But if you have, you can consciously tune in to the plant and the guardian of that plant. And when you connect with one fairy, it's almost as if you're connecting with all fairies like um, insects. So for example, a bee, you hear about this hive mind. So you're connecting with one, you're connecting with all of them. They work as one. And that is kind of similar for fairies, although you do get the rebel ones that go and do their own thing. It's very general what I'm saying. Um, and then if you don't have a plant, then you literally just put it out in your heart because they work on vibration. So they can feel you you know, if you, if you are on that level where you're a compassionate being, you care about the earth, you, you don't harm animals and things like this, you eat organic food, whatever it is, you don't have to be perfect. They don't, they're not perfect and they certainly don't expect us to be perfect, but there's a general level of caring and compassion and you are more likely to have a connection with them if you are on that same vibration. I hope that kind of goes answers yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, but it, one question that comes up for me is, you know, you talked about them being having egos and being, you know, in a sense, very close to the earth. And, and in that, in that way, it, it's almost like a, you know, a human ish quality, right? Individuals, mm -hmm. um, they're not coming down from this, you know, from the, the fifth dimension or, or some, you know, high realm where, you know, they're, they're more playful animal like in a sense. Um, yeah. but obviously some level of intelligence. So it makes me curious. Is there, uh, you know, and it's one of the things you've seen depicted in the, you know, a lot of times I think depicted in our, in stories and things like that, uh, you see, mm -hmm. you know, this idea of, of mischievousness. I mean, is yeah. there, yeah. is there sort of that energy or even, you know, bad fairies? Yeah. 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 There are the same way that there are bad humans and there right. are mischievous humans. Now, fairies do have a reputation of being mischievous. Uh, they're playful beings and they're unpredictable, but you can choose who you yeah, want right. to associate with. So when you put out, that's why I said initially, when you're reaching out to connect with the fairy realm, have your back covered, calling your guide or whether it's God or the source or goddess or whatever it is, angels, whatever your particular thing is, call it in, protect yourself or just do a protection uh, visualization, surround yourself in white light or whatever it is that you do, or put on a golden cloak, an invisible golden cloak, and anything that's giving you that extra reassurance spiritually before you open to them, because it is an unpredict unpredictable terrain. Right. Uh, also, once you open that fairy door or once you go through that fairy door or once you open the fairy door and the fairies come in, it's pretty hard to close it. Um, henceforth, why I've been working with them 
or sometimes they say for them <laughs> for so long <laughs> because my whole life is completely taken over with them. But I choose very carefully which fairy energies I connect with. And I have experienced the, what we would say, the more mischievous, darker side of fairy. I have experienced that. It hmm. does exist. In fact, when you read about fairies, this is what is highlighted a lot for people, but they are not all bad. They are not all dark. They've had mm -hmm. a bad press and a lot of them have been demonized over the years through various religions and because of their freedom. You know, mm. they're free beings. They're free. They like to party. They like to celebrate. They're, and they are connected to, you know, like, you know, you said they're not um, fifth dimensional beings and they're, they're connected to the ground. But like us, we're all connected as one, if, mm -hmm. if you choose to believe that, which I do. Me, Everything me is interconnected. And you've got, for example, the source, the angels, the celestial angels. Well, the fairies do connect to those. In fact, if I'm not sure if you're aware of um, an artist called Brian Froud, who's known as the the godfather of fairies. Um, well, he he did um, he does lots of art. He's involved in movies like The Dark Crystal and Labyrinth mm. with David Bowie. His son was in that. So that you know, he's quite him and his wife Wendy Froud. They do a lot of work with fairies, and they've produced some oracle cards. And he depicted a fairy ascending which is when I, I very first met him back in 2006, I think it was. And this really got to me, this particular image of a fairy ascending, because you just, I don't know, it's just not something you think of when you think of fairies. It's, right. It wasn't something I thought of. So I had a really good conversation with him about this and how I believed that angels and fairies were part of a same kind of connected mm. hierarchy, but they'd have different jobs in in the universe. Right. And um, he kind of said, yeah, that's what he believes too, and that fairies can ascend up to an angelic state, which Makes is, sense. I think, fascinating. Yeah. Um, so, yes, they're earth beings, but they do have, have the ability just to like ascend- us. Right. Yeah, exactly. No limits, no yeah. boundaries. They're magical, magical creatures. So anything's possible, but they do have a task. They're here, they're here as guardians of the planet. So I think it's possible to ascend and stay on the planet. I sure. hope so. Well, that's, you know, <laughs> speaking of that book, Oneness, it basically talks about that very thing, uh, you know, and it's ah. this ongoing, you know, process, too, that is sort of ever unfolding. So you don't ultimately arrive at some destination and it's over. It's like no matter what, you know, as you elevate and could sort of continue on your journey, it's a never ending journey. And that makes sense if source, you know, uh, is, um, you know, infinite, right? It's like, yeah, it's an, yeah, no totally. matter how far you, how far you go in your journey, you, there will be infinity sprawled before you of where you still can go. And that's like sort yeah. of mind boggling and also yeah. very, uh, inspiring knowing that it'll never get old and you'll never like, okay. Okay, it's over. Now what? We have eternity left and nothing to do. <laughs> All right. Well, now seems like a good moment to take a quick minute to tell those of you who aren't familiar a bit about our sponsor, Gaia. I've been a big fan of Gaia for many years now, which is why they're the only content provider I've ever reached out to in regards to potentially supporting this podcast. So needless to say, I'm very excited they're now supporting the show. Gaia truly is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web. They have an incredible 7,000 plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. Just to give you an example, on the show Missing Links, the incredible researcher Greg Braden explores all the biggest questions concerning who we are, where we come from, where we're going, by connecting the missing links between science and spirituality to complete our understanding of humanity's history and to better understand the interconnectedness of all things. Awesome, right? And that's just one example. As you guys constantly hear me say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And if you're looking to go deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. 
And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. It's pretty interesting, too, when you're just talking. One of the things that I think about with tuning into fairies and what they are and, you know, as I view it, it is all one. And I, as I give energy to anything, it's like if angelic entities appear or extraterrestrials or fairies or Sasquatch or whatever these characters or spirit guides, they're all extensions of the same thing, i.e. me, i.e. you, you know, source. It's all the same thing, how it chooses to manifest itself to experience itself and if you really resonate with the energy of this sort of archetype the fairy well and you give energy to it you instantly tune into anything you can think of source has created and it has it it exists in eternity right so as soon as you give energy and tune into the the fairy channel guess what that's what you'll start having experience (laughs) with maybe for some they're like oh they seem pesky i don't want to tune into that i want to tune into but man i love the idea of like spaceships and you know the future and outer space and okay cool tap tap into that channel of energy and that exists too so it all exists it's like what and it's all the same thing just sort of dressing up in in different drag right to to experience itself yeah it's what you resonate with as well isn't it and i always think you know what we are divine beings we're we are from that source and fractals of the source as i put it you know yeah um while i'm in a body i want to play in this body and i i want to care for the earth and i okay you could say well in the grand scheme of things it's all doesn't matter nothing matters just let everything be but i i can't just let it be sometimes (laughs) like because while i'm in a body i want to be proactive if i see somebody about to chop down a tree that doesn't need to be chopped down i will say something and and that's just me my ego my personality whatever it is but that does resonate with the fairies so that's probably why i've kind of tuned into them or they've tuned into me or a little bit of both um Closely also, related it, on the on the tree of you know of source, if you will, right? It's yeah, like you're on the yeah. same branch. And this, you know, I always put it <laughs> yeah. like if if it's all one, that's that is how I perceive it to be. But then you have certain branches, this infinite tree. But you have certain branches and yeah. leaves that happen to be next to each other on the branch, and they sort of you know birthed out of source from the same little you know. The, they sprouted from the same bud, if you will. And so there's similarities and yes. resonance. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And for whatever reason, I I don't really question it too much because it's fun and I'm having mostly a great time with this right. because so much magic does manifest and things happen all the time and I can't explain it and I don't, need to explain it i just you know i i just accept it now magic as as a natural part of my life that just unfolds when it's supposed to and Mm. and it's fun and i do i really i'm enjoying this ride you know and um i have a lovely connection with them and it is you know there is a serious side to it and that is the planet and caring for our planet mm-hmm. and whether we know that we're just here for a short time and we'll be gone there is the matter of you know our children and our children's children and so on and so sure. forth so i do want to do as much as i can do in a peaceful way right um to ensure the caring of our beautiful amazing miraculous planet because it is and so many people just take it for granted and the fairies are there like protecting everything and every single thing like every blade of grass it's even not that i read the bible very often but there is Mm -hmm. something in the old testament about every single blade of grass has uh, I think it's an angel or a nature angel watching over it. And a nature angel is also another word for a fairy, mm. you know? Um, so yeah, exactly. I like that. And I do sometimes refer to them as nature angels. Um, it, again, it's, it's just a label. It's the energy, isn't it? It's however you, whatever you wish to 
identify it as for the yeah. sake of conversation rather than me saying, you know, that energy thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right, it's just right, saying, right. yeah, a fairy or a nature angel. We, we clothe it in these words that describe what we're trying to express, which is quite challenging sometimes. Yeah. Um, and also with fairies, you know, there's all these sayings like, oh, she's away with the fairies, he's away with the fairies. Oh, and, and it has a kind of very flippant, silly feeling about it. Mm. But actually, I'm pretty grounded. Um, I'm very grounded. And yet I am away with the fairies, literally. And um, and I get a lot done with the help of the fairies. Sometimes I look at the things I do and I think, how on earth am I doing that? And I know that I'm receiving support. And the inspiration and the ideas and the creative the creative inspiration, and I'm not going to not give myself credit for that as well, but right. I'm definitely tuned into that. And sometimes, just for example, like a couple of days ago, I'm, I'm organising a fairy festival at the moment. And a couple of days ago, I was thinking, oh, I could really do with a nice big stretch tent in the middle with somebody doing nice organic tea and coffee and, and vegan cake. And then two days later, somebody contacted me and said, I know it's last minute, but I have this stretch tent and tea and coffee. And, and it was exactly <laughs> as I'd put out. Oh, and cool. I know that the fairies are kind of weaving like-minded and like-hearted energies together and kind of putting invisible strands to pull us together. Yeah. Um, cool. So, yeah, I love the manif manifesting with the fairies is, is a really fun thing to do. Always for the highest good, I would say, not for selfish reasons and never to influence the free will of another. Those mm -hmm. are my my rules. I know I said throw all the rules away, but there are certain rules that <laughs> I always adhere to um, about respecting other people's free will always yeah. and um, and trying not to let my ego and desires get take control of me. You know, right. um, that that's another thing. Uh, so the fairies will help you generally if if it's going to be of benefit to the planet and you can benefit too. There's no reason why you can't have a little pot of gold sometimes, you know, they, they don't like to pop part with their pot of gold very often, but occasionally <laughs> you need it. You need it. In Hold on. You know, I thought that was leprechauns. <laughs> now I'm confused. Yeah, well, they're fairies. Well, leprechaun, <laughs> leprechauns are fair of the fairy realm. They are fairy beings also. So, I won't get too technical here, but there there are lots of different types of fairies. Gnomes, mm. every, a lot of people have heard of gnomes. They're of the fairy realm as well. Interesting. Um, and yeah, I won't I won't go on about this because it will get too technical. But there are yeah, leprechauns are of the fairy realm. They do not like to let go of their gold, but <laughs> they will sometimes. They will share it sometimes. <laughs> Well, tell them if they feel like sharing. I have a lot of Irish roots and, you know, I'm happy to accept any gold offerings. If you talk to any, um, just <laughs> they can send it my way. <laughs> I'm sure you could ask them. I'm yeah. sure they would tune in to you. Yeah, because well, you're doing a lot of good work as well. So, <laughs> Excellent. I, I, will, I will definitely, I'm accepting any and all gold offerings. Let it be known, leprechauns, <laughs> uh, fairies, gnomes, all of you folks. <laughs> you can bring it, you can deliver it on a unicorn and that'll work too <laughs> so, right, now watch this space i'm interested to find out what happens now yeah you know what i got it's funny because uh, i definitely get my my fair share of uh, of of weird and amazing and magical beautiful stories so who knows uh stay tuned i'll let you guys know if uh if i get a delivery um so <laughs> You are also uh, currently working now. Well, first, you just said that you're you're having a, a fairy festival. You're also working on a, yeah. a, a book and some some yeah. fairy cards. Well, tell us about all that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'll start with a festival because that's a natural um, progression from what I was just saying. But and there is a little story with that if we've got time, sure. I'll, I'll, I can shorten it. But um, yeah, I organise a fairy festival. And it's called the Three Wishes Fairy Festival. Um, mm, cool. Now, I'll now talk we're bringing about genies very... into it. I love it. You are so inclusive. <laughs> Isn't the Three Wishes a genie? <laughs> um, yeah, which is another type of fairy. I love it. I love it. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, oh, how did this happen? I I get 
these inspirations coming into me all the time and and I have a filter and sometimes I don't do everything I'm told you know if I get do this do that I I don't do it all but sometimes if I get a little prompting that resonates with me and in my heart especially and it feels like it could be fun then I am receptive to those kind of promptings and I had this prompting Organise a fairy festival at the time of midsummer. Mm. Announce it now. And I'm like, eh, what was that? <laughs> and yeah. um, it came <laughs> again very clearly. Now, I've been organising kind of uh, mystic fairs, mind, body, spirit, holistic fairs since 1994. So I built up a good reputation. And then I said, First of all, I was like, "Who? who's talking to me? And it was, they said, it's a fairy. A fairy's talking to you. And I'm like, okay, um, you want me to announce that I'm organising a festival. I don't know where it is. And they said it will be in Cornwall. And I'm like, okay, Cornwall is the county where I live in, in England mm. or in the UK. People call it Great Britain, whatever you call, you call it. I call it England because England is um, derived from an old English word, angel land, land of angels. So that's why I like England. Mm. Um, so anyway, I, I cool. said, yes, I will. Um, okay, I'll, I'll think about this, but I'd be putting my whole reputation on the line to announce to a all my database, all my followers and fans and everything that I'm doing a fairy festival in Cornwall, but I don't know where it is. And it seemed a bit far-fetched. And, and then I got clearly the message back, you have to trust. If you make the announcement and you trust us, then we will do the rest. And I'm like, well, okay, what have I got to lose? only everything on a, on a practical <laughs> level, you know? So I thought, yeah, that's the sort of person I am. So I was like, okay. So um, within a week, I, I'm not even sure how it happened. These things happen in very magical, mysterious ways. But I ended up meeting somebody who owned some land and a venue that would have been perfect for the festival. He agreed for me to hold the festival there and – we, we still work with him to this day, uh, 12 years it'll be this year. And he said to me after, he said, I, I said, yes, he said, because I thought you were bonkers, but you might be onto something. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so he agreed to let, let us use his land and he's now actually our site manager, which is really cool. cool. But anyway, I didn't have a name for this festival and I thought, well, fairy festival, okay, there, there weren't really, I think there might have been one day festival in the UK or something, but you know, like a fairy day, but there weren't really any fairy festivals. And I wanted a name that would differentiate it, you know, just to really make it stand because fairy festivals, like a generic name, anybody could do one. So I asked the fairies and I said, okay, I, I need a name for this, something that's going to really make it stand out. And so I put that thought out from my heart in a, a genuine kind of request. I really do need a name for this. So please help me. And uh, I was doing something, I was hanging out the washing in, in hanging it up in the garden. And then I noticed that, um, interestingly, a dandelion, what we were talking about earlier, there was mm. a dandelion flower. But you know when they, um, they go into a seed head and they're all fluffy and they've got little wishes on them? I don't know if you know what the people blow them and they're yeah, like yeah, dandelion totally. wishes or dandelion clocks. So there was one of those. And what was really interesting is that it was a rare occasion that our lawn had actually been mowed. And I could not understand how this solitary dandelion seed head had been left intact growing when everything else around it was was cut, you know. So I thought that was really strange. It was a very sunny, still day and I was hanging out the washing and then one of these seeds flew up past me and mm. I was like, oh, that's really lovely. A little wish, because I call them fairy wishes, and one flew up past me. Bearing in mind there was no wind, there was no breeze. Mm. And then another one flew up me, wow. past me, and then another one flew. And I went, oh, three wishes have just flew. And I went, three wishes, ping, light bulb moment. Wow. And uh, I thought that will be the name of the festival. And there 
that was when Three Wishes Fairy Festival was born with the name Three Wishes, and that's really stuck now. Wow, cool. Um, yeah, I know. So that I hope I didn't go on too long about that, but it, it's a no, nice little... It, it explains, you know, how it all came to be. Of course. So... Anyway, I'm f- we've this festival has been going 12 years this year. It always takes place um, around the nearest weekend to midsummer, which is one of the notorious times of celebration for the fairies. And um, so it's always around that time. And it's coming up. It's on the 15th to the 17th of June. So it's only a couple of weeks. And I'm still like busily organising last minute things. And um, yeah, it's basically imagine going into fairyland for three days and three nights. Imagine what that would be like. And that is the the concept behind you know on the human level creating that you're going into you know what's a nightclub like in fairyland how do you imagine it to be and (laughs) it's all very light and fun and people are dancing it's happy sounds a little like a transformational festival i go to a lot of transformational festivals out here especially on on in california there's a whole lot it's it's quite the movement you know sort of bernie man-esque and it it almost sounds like that sort of energy where you create a container that really i mean i some of some of my actually my fairy story happened at a festival and so it's like you create Uh. this container where all these high vibe people are getting together and sort of, you know, yeah. playing, you know, their inner child has come out and they're open to yes. magic and you create this container. It's like you speaking of the Bible. Yeah. I think, you know, um, I think a lot of wisdom is in the Bible that was misinterpreted, you know, about yes. what Jesus, yeah, I, agree. Oh, I think Jesus was teaching same thing we're talking about. I, I and the father are one, yeah. you know, you can do greater yeah. things than yeah. I, you know, with the faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain talking about like law of attraction yes. and creating yes. with energy. And, you know, it was just misinterpreted and he turned into this, you know, that's a whole nother tangent. I'm not quite trying to go there, yeah. but um, one of yeah, the things yeah, that the I'm Bible, you, one of the things the Bible um, it talked about is where it says something to the effect of where more one or more, two or more of you are gathered together, you know, magic yeah. can kind of happen yeah. essentially. And it's yeah. because we create Basically, this field yeah. Yeah. together, this energetic field where you suspend disbelief and you allow magic in. And some of my most magical stories have happened in environments like that. So what you're doing is uh, actually very, very powerful. And I would imagine there will be people who, you know, have some, profound experiences yeah that i get told all the time about the connections and experiences that people have at the festival in fact the last few years we've we've ended up with a, a stone circle that manifests every every year at the festival and we've called it the fairy ring stone circle cool. and uh, we hold an opening circle where everybody holds hands and basically we consciously invite the fairies in let them know that we're here and we're here to celebrate and honor the land for three days and nights and that's really fun and also we have things like i've got i've been visualizing like wanting you probably have them i know you have them in america um these uh mermaid aquariums real real mermaids you know Uh, women who are mermaids yeah. uh, go I know, in these I know a mermaid <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and um, it's there's so many everywhere else in the world and over here we do have a little mermaid community but I've never ever been able to find a tank and again I was wishing I was visualizing oh, I really want a mermaid tank at the festival it'd be so cool and then suddenly a few days later I connected with somebody who had the U- well, not just the UK's first mermaid tank, but Europe's first mermaid tank. And they said they wanted to come to um, the festival. So they're going to be coming as well. So that's so mm, exciting. Wow. <laughs> they're going to be unveiling it at the festival in a few in a couple of weeks wow. time so i'm really excited about that yeah um and also we're we're holding a unicorn world record which means people with unicorn horns <laughs> uh, the most gathered in one place so we're doing that and it's just really fun and you know i know there's stuff going on in the world that isn't fun we all know that there's stuff going on in the world that isn't fun yeah and I really feel like my mission, whether it's a self-given mission or a divine mission, it doesn't matter. My mission is to bring They all are self-giving and divine, both, I would say. (laughs) Yes, 
I like that. I like that a lot. So that's what I do. I create a space where people can come, forget about their everyday cares and concerns, and they can just come and be in a space and have fun and celebrate Love and it. dress up because we have different themes. And dressing up as well is about expressing your inner fairy your inner unicorn whatever it is it, it's about expressing that and um and you kind of feel a bit more free or a lot of people feel freer when they're dressed up so that's what the dressing up part is about as well it's it's not like a, a vanity thing or maybe it is i don't know but it, from my point of view it's like expression it's being creative and we have these different themes that seem to snowballed at the moment. People are already saying, what's the theme for next year? It's like, I don't even know yet. I have to wait till it comes through. And people basically just create these outfits. We've had um, people dressing up as trees, like creating these big tree ent outfits and walking in wow. as a tree. Wow. Or, you know, oh, it's cool. like I really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, you! Oh, I'd love you to come. I'd love you to come. You would love it. You would love it. It's just a very lovely space, and that's all. I, and I don't want to sound like, oh yeah, this is my festival. It's so great. Everyone should come. But hey, everyone, this is my festival. It's, it's so, so great. great. You <laughs> should come. I love it. <laughs> perfect. 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 Um. Yeah. And uh, just briefly, I, I am. As you mentioned, I am writing a book and um, and I'm creating some oracle cards as well, so fairy guidance cards. And you make music, right? Uh, I can't right? say too much. Ab- yeah, very, I do. Very music. I, do. I make music. Yeah, primarily I, I am. My kind of go-to thing is that I'm a singer, songwriter, musician, and my partner, Michael Tingle, is uh, that as well. He, he runs – he's a very – a talented guy and he has his own mobile recording studio because he doesn't want to be confined by the walls. And so we can basically just go anywhere and record. And we have been doing that, like going, going to stone circles or to a fairy grotto or any, anywhere and just recording. Mm. And we've put together this album, which we've only recently released called through the fairy portal. So it's really inspired by fairies. And um, yeah, it's again, it's, uh, it's good. Wow. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So I'd love to hear if you have a good story of synchronicity or serendipity or a positive paranormal story. Maybe it even ties in with fairies or it doesn't have to. Um, but uh, I'm such a sucker for good stories. And uh, I'd love to hear if you have something uh, up your sleeve. Oh my gosh, up my fairy sleeve. Up your fairy right. sleeve. This is my little once. No, this is my sound of my wand. <laughs> right. I okay. I like I like to get that in. <laughs> Somebody gifted me. What's this. so it's funny so is sweet. I'm literally really sit- love it. I'm sitting here it's, I call it my hippie fidget spinner. It's a little crystal crystal wand. It has two little crystals uh, on the end. And I literally just sit here while I'm uh, doing these discussions and I, I just play with it and it's in my hand. So I have a wand on my end. It just doesn't have a cool noise. So I got to upgrade. <laughs> um, oh gosh. Okay. Now this is not fairy related. It's the one that's just come forward so i'm going to share it um have you heard of the kumbh mela festival in india uh i have not right well basically literally millions of people descend on this uh land it happened there's four melas every year m-e-l-a and every 12th year is a kumbh mela which is like the giant one the mother festival or the daddy festival is and all the holy men and the gurus and the sadhus they all come down from the mountains and wherever they are their caves literally and they descend it was in a place called Allahabad and it was in 1988 okay and uh, I'll try and um <laughs> not be too long with the story but it's just the one that came forward so I'm going to share it with you and um so I ended up it, it's predominantly male a lot of men there some women 
not many Western women. So I did kind of stand out like a sore thumb, but I was there with a few friends from England and um, we went to this festival and this guru said, come into my tent and they have all their tents and they share their wisdom and everything. Um, anyway, they were like smoking to Shiva and stuff like this. And, and uh-huh. it, it, he said, you can't have any, you are carrying the spirit of Shiva. And I'm like, sorry, excuse me. He said, you are pregnant. And I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I, it turned out that I was, which was really bizarre when I got back, <laughs> back to England. So that was oh, interesting wow. that he knew that. But the other thing that I was going to say is that, so we're in this tent and um, before I went to India, a friend of mine had said to me, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? And I said, oh, Egypt. And she said, no, 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 somewhere that's like a once in a lifetime kind of a place. So I said, well, let Mm -hmm. me sleep on it and I'll ask. And I had a dream and in the dream was an Indian guru levitating and he said come to india and learn to levitate like me and i so i woke up the next morning and i thought okay i can't really say much about that i think i've got to go to india um because it was a really specific question that i'd asked and that was my very specific answer so moving forward my friend got me a ticket we flew out to india i ended up in this guru's tent with my friends and uh we were all sitting in a circle and I'm, I'm rem- if I pause, it's because I'm reliving this moment. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> no worries. There was, uh, right, the, basically this festival was on desert land. It was on a desert. Mm-hmm. Now this scorpion, well, I didn't know it was a scorpion. I thought it was an earwig. Do you know what an earwig is? They look like scorpions, yes. but, but they're not. Yeah. They're not as harmful, but they can nip. Well, I thought it was an earwig walking towards me um, Mm. very confidently in the middle of this circle and everyone was watching it. And then it proceeded to walk underneath my very big skirt. Wow. At which point there was a guy making tea and he said, Scorpion. And I literally levitated. I don't know how I did it, but I... (laughs) I just literally wow. levitated up. Yeah, because it turned out this scorpion was one of the deadly ones in the sense that if it bit you, you would be no more in this body kind of thing. Um, wow. Yeah, so uh, that happened. I don't know why I told that story, but that's the way wow. I came forward. So well, I did go to India and I did levitate. So it's true. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So, I mean, you really yeah. felt like you were floating for more than just a jump up like like you know. were hovering for um i probably was just jumping up in reality mm-hmm. but to me i was levitating it felt um, like a levitation I, right right and yeah, it, it resonated it, with your dream and yeah, you know what's funny did. maybe one of the reasons you maybe one of the reasons you told that story is if if anyone goes to my facebook page the only video you will see on my page is uh, a picture of uh, a, a very dramatic uh video and there's a picture too in my somewhere in my albums of but there's a, one video and it's a very dramatic video in the desert uh at Burning Man, actually, uh, and uh, it's me levitating. So, um, oh, wow. yeah, I would. <laughs> that could be the reason that one oh, came to wow. the forefront because yeah. I have a oh, levitation totally. video that, um, and people often ask how, and you know, I don't. I, uh, I'm not. I'm not going there. But oh, it you're is not going uh, there. definitely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Even after that great lead-in that I gave you with my story. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So maybe that's why. So I have a levitation. Uh, wow. I have a levitation video. So, yeah, very, very now, fun. Sorry, wow, go ahead. that that really, I mean, that's wowed me out, actually, because I, I was yeah. thinking, 
I'm the fairy lady. Why am I talking about levitating yeah. in India? But it's I a have great, to go. So what a great example yeah. of just listening to your intuition and, yes. you know, yes. seeing the connective threads between yeah. us all. And, yeah. you know, that's the, that's really the, the, you know, what a great way to sort of wind this down here today. This has been amazing, but really to understand it's all connected. These are all, you know, as you give all this energy to the fairy realm, you're co-creating it. You are, you yeah. are, you know, it is, it means everything because it's your world. It's like, you know, yeah. you talked about earlier, like, is it important or not important? And it's like, you know, I, I think it's sort of a divine dichotomy. Nothing matters and everything counts. Both are yes. true simultaneously, yes. depending yes. what lens you're viewing reality yeah. through, right? Yeah, definitely. And so it, you bring a, a sense of levity to everything and, and truly, you know, people talk about getting, being enlightened, uh, you know. The, the way to being enlightened, in my view, is becoming more childlike, lightening up. Yes. And uh, that's yeah. exactly what you're helping people to do. And I applaud yeah. the work that you're doing. You are so amazing. And this has been so fun to connect with you. For those who are interested in connecting, what is the best way to, to, uh, to connect with you? Oh, um, either Instagram and it's just Karen K. Fairy. I think that's what it is now. Um, mm -hmm. And Facebook, again, just Karen K. It will come up. And I've got a website, which is karenk.co.uk. Lots of Ks. Um, but it's my whole name. So it's k-a-r-e-n-k-a-y.co.uk. And I'm, I'm mm. quite active on social media. I really enjoy talking to people and um, connecting virtually because it just makes the world a bit smaller and it's really it fun. Sure so, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for everything that you're doing in the world, Karen. I do have one last question for you. In yes. 60 seconds or less, what is the meaning of life according to Karen Kay? The meaning of life is to cherish every moment, to count your blessings, and to be thankful for your blessings before they arrive. Be grateful, be humble, and love. Mm. Yeah. so beautifully said thank you thank you thank you so much for being the magical fairy lady that you are karen thank you so much brandon i this time has literally just flown by and i'm so grateful to be able to speak with you and yeah it's so cool to connect thank you all right everyone until next time journey well if you have enjoyed this positive download from our hearts and minds to yours, please take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes, since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting. Uh, your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Also, we would be extremely appreciative if you would tell your friends and family about the show. Our sincere intent with the Positive Head podcast is to spread positivity to the world because, well, because we're selfish, quite honestly. Uh, I say that jokingly, but really only halfway joking. I'm referring to the good kind of selfish based on the knowing that we all get what we give in this life because when we give, we're actually always giving to extensions of self since we're all really one in the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So if you want to be a good selfish along with us by helping to spread the positivity, by all means, please proceed to shout about the Positive Head podcast from your rooftop. <laughs> Otherwise, as you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being.